even as Christ followers, even as, as people who have given their lives to see Jesus, the reason for the season, to see Jesus glorified, we still miss the point of Christmas. And we still find ourselves, you know, um, in those moments where we may lose control. Um, I know in all the running around, um, Amy shared a story of Walmart last week um, and, and getting lost in the lines and the kids everywhere and kind of ready to pull her hair out. Um, I've, I've been there as well. And it, it takes, she's much more patient than I am. So um, during this time, there's a lot going on. And it's so easy with all the gifts, with Santa, decorations, the hectic running around to miss it. Um, I have a question for you. How much time this week or in the last few weeks have you spent on Amazon.com? Anybody been on Amazon.com a little bit? eBay or wherever you do your online shopping? Over 50%, I think it's depending on, on where you're at, well over 70% of people do a lot of their shopping online. I know for me, I have spent many of hours on Amazon.com over the last couple of weeks, getting, especially like even last night, getting my last, you know, they, they'll still deliver. You still got time. Getting my last, you know, little, little thing over to my, my, my parents in California because, you know, you can't physically be there. Um, those types of things. But, and it, and it got me thinking, even as I was on, on the, the computer, typing away, looking for, you know, something to go with the Alexis, you know, a little battery pack for Alexis, trying to find the, the best one. Um, got me thinking, how much time do we spend online over the holidays compared to how much time we spend, you know, reading our Bible, praying, you know, serving the poor, you know, doing something that will glorify Jesus, um, talking about Jesus around our table with our family and friends. And I know that's kind of, you know, a little unfair, um, to, to make a, a direct comparison. But it got me thinking about that. It got me thinking, we often lose focus on what is the most important thing um, and, try, and busy ourselves with shopping, doing things that are good. You know, I mean, shopping's not necessarily good. Don't, but getting gifts for people we love, that's not a bad thing. Um, but we often in the busyness, in the running around, in the hectic time of Christmas, decorating. I was hanging off of a ladder a couple weeks ago trying to get that last pin in the top of my, um, my roof to make sure my, my lights were up. We, we, we kind of just missed the, the real meaning and point of Christmas. I am as guilty as anybody. I think in, when we talk about this, we are all busted. You know? We've all, we all sometimes um, lose focus and um, miss the big picture when we get uh, caught up in the details of the season instead of taking a step back and recognizing that Jesus is the reason for the season. We've heard it a million times, but it's true. We are not immune to this Christmas culture um, it's easy to find ourselves missing it, um, even when it's not all bad. 
You know, we can focus on family. We can focus on, um, you know, helping others, being generous. But if it's not about Jesus, then none of that is really, it matters, but it's not the most important thing. Christmas is about Christ. Right in the word, Christmas is Christ. Yeah, Christ mass. Christ when you, you is referring to the Lord's anointed, and we know that is Jesus. Miss is talking about either a celebration, and even in, in some of the Latin root, it talks about mission, that a, a sent one or somebody who is sent. Christ, the one who is sent, should be celebrated. Christmas, that's what it's about. It's about celebrating what Christ has done in your life and my life and what he's done for the world. There is no Christmas without receiving the message of Emmanuel, without really embracing the message that Christ, that God, came amongst us. That should cause us to stop, right? In this busyness, it should cause us to stop. God came amongst us. It should cause us to, to take a step back and to contemplate, to think of our lives, to think of those around us. What would God want to do in your life during this time? God coming amongst us should cause us to just halt to, to put a stop to everything for a moment, at least for some moments every day, and to contemplate, God, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to respond to this during this time? Because the truth is, is that God stepped out of heaven where, he, where we just sing the, the song, the king came to, came to earth. He stepped out of heaven and became a helpless baby. That is crazy. I can't even imagine an earthly king, president, stepping out of that position to become the servant of all. But God, who created all things, stepped out into his creation, into humanity, at a moment in time where he was needed. One of my favorite scriptures about this comes from John 1. If you're, you have a Bible or something with you, you can just turn to John 1. A lot of the scriptures from today are going to be from that pas this passage. We're going to look at John 1 through 5 right now. There's so much here. Um, so much has been written about this. But just take it in. This is the word of God. It's holy. It's truth. And if we allow it, it will change us, and it will go deep into our spirit and soul. John 1, 1, 5 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All things were created through him, and apart from him, not one thing was created that has been created. 
God, Jesus, was active in creation. He was before all things. He's outside of space and time. And nothing has been created that he wasn't involved in. We have a God who is involved in what happens. It goes on to say, verse 4, it says, Life was in him, and that life was the light of men. That light shines in the darkness, yet the darkness did not overcome it. The light of Christ shines into the darkness, yet the darkness does not overcome it. It goes on to talk about how Jesus is the true light, that he gives light to man. And John 1.14 says that the word, this is where it kind of touches down, that the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. That the word that, that has always been, is with God, is God, became flesh. At one point, God was this small nucleus of cells that were multiplying in Mary's womb. 2,000 years ago, you know, dependent completely on Mary. 2,000 years ago, he was born in a manger, insignificant town, an insignificant um, birth from the outside looking in. In a manger, there was no room in the inn, there was nowhere for him to be. The, the king of kings, the lord of lords, the creator of all things, entered the world in such an insignificant way. It's crazy. That God would choose to come amongst us. Why? Why, Emmanuel? Why God with us? Why would God become human? Well, we know now that he was born to die. We know now that his mission was to live a life perfect that we should have lived and that he would take our place on the cross. We knew that this birth pointed to the cross. That he is our savior that he was born to die, that he is king, that he is Messiah, and that he is what the scripture refers to him as the prince of peace. Thank you, Jesus, that we can have peace during this season, no matter what's going on. For some, some people, this is a difficult time. Missing loved ones, you know, for, for, for many different reasons. You can have peace. For some, this is a time of celebration, but still crazy in the midst of everything going on. Jesus is still the Prince of Peace. You know, we've found ourselves in troubled times as a world community. You know, the, the horrifying things that have been going on in Aleppo. You know, we, we have this I don't know about you, but I look, for, look at it, read about it, and you can feel a little helpless from afar that um, thousands of lives are being 
you know, taken needlessly. We all feel the underlying, I think, in, in our culture at least, anxiety of terror, you know, of bad things potentially happening of, because of the shootings that have happened and the bombs that have taken place and the, the things that have happened um, you know, uh, to individuals. We all feel that in, in ourselves. But Jesus was born 2,000 years ago in a time of great strife. And the scripture called him that he, the Prince of Peace. Christmas reminds us that God came amongst us and that he is the Prince of Peace. That Jesus entered the world in a time of strife, but he came to bring peace. There was political unrest. There was persecution. There was turmoil. There was all kinds of stuff going on. Because of his birth, Herod, out of insecurity and fear, killed the babies under two years old in Bethlehem. What Christmas tells us, that he stepped out of heaven, came to earth. What it, what it, what it shares, what it, what it means for us is that he gets us. He lived a life that was perfect in the midst of troubled times. He lived in the midst of difficult things. He had to grow up like you and I did. Imagine Jesus going through puberty. That would have been a strange, strange time to, to kind of peer in on. You know, he had the same things going on, the hair coming out, the, you know, the, 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 all the things that boys have during puberty. You know, growing up, it said that he grew in knowledge, that he grew as a person. He gets the struggles that we have. He gets us. This time also reminds us that God came to save us, to forgive us, and to, to change us from the inside out. That he not only gets us, but he saves us. John 12 says, I have come as the light into the world so that everyone who believes in me will not remain in darkness. Matthew goes on to say that the, the Son of God came and that you are to give him the name Jesus. This is Spirit talking to, to Mary because he will save his people from their sins. That Jesus came that we would no longer remain in our sin in darkness. That we would be able to, through him, come into the light. The truth is, is that the light of Christ penetrates the darkness. That it not only penetrates the darkness around, but it penetrates the darkness in our souls. Amen. Jesus chose to die so that you and I, our friends, those throughout history, could be transformed into the likeness of Christ. That we could be changed. He, he came because of our sin problem. I was reminded of my sin problem 
this week, um, driving around in the traffic and getting very frustrated and irritated. It happens. And I am one of those people, I don't know about you, I am one of those people who talks to the cars around me. I don't know if it's a guy or a girl or who it is, but I'm talking to them. What are you doing? Gosh, what are you thinking? You know, I, those are the things that are coming out of my, my mouth. God, God, you know, removed one area of darkness, the whole swearing area of darkness, when I became a Christian, luckily, because they would be flying everywhere. Luckily, that was ripped out of my life. I mean, I'm thankful for that. Now it's just like, now it's still, you know, in my heart, but it comes out a different way. Um, and my kids are often in the car. And, I, and this week, I was reminded of my sin nature. When we were driving, I wasn't yelling this time. I wasn't saying, Nate and Grace, <laughs> my two youngest, started talking to the cars around them, telling them, what was that? You know, I'm like, oh, that's me. That was me. Uh, and I saw right in those beautiful little children, my sin nature just come right out. Um, you know, and that's, a, that's just a small way. There's things that are deep in our, our souls that are dark still. Yes, we, many of us, if you're here and you're a Christ follower, you've given your life to Jesus. If you're not, when Jesus comes in your life, what he does is he gives you a new nature, the scripture says. Yes, we have given our life to Jesus and, and have a new nature. But there's, there's this thing that, that the scripture points to is called transformation, that he actually gives you a new nature, but you change over time as you give away the things in your life that aren't of him. The dark areas, the things that maybe, you know, aren't glorifying him, that aren't, you know, you know based in or rooted in love and goodness. And Christ came, the scripture says, that he was the light of men. And that light repels the darkness. And today, Christ, he gets you, he saves you, he also transforms you. If we allow him to go into the dark areas of our lives, if we will open up our hearts and allow him to touch the, the, the areas that are dark, he can repel those, take those away, and something good can come out. Something beautiful can, can come out of that. I was talking to Pastor Andy on the phone about the message. Um, and, and as we were, we were, I was talking to him about how these dark places are hidden treasures. That these dark places in our, our soul, if we will open them up to Christ, the, the hurts, the pains, the shame, you know, the, the stuff we all have, if we will allow Christ to come into the, there, allow his light to, to penetrate those areas and transform it, that there is gold, that there's hidden treasure there. And so, so the, the idea of, of we're gonna, you did C.S. Lewis earlier today. Yes. I'm going with Tolkien. Um, the idea in The Hobbit 
that there was this huge treasure in this mountain, this dark mountain, you know, and the, the heart of that treasure um, was the Ark and Stone. If anybody's read or, or seen the, the, the Hobbit, it's this incredible stone that actually gives light in and of itself. Um, but if it's gone after for the wrong reasons, it corrupts. Yet it's gorgeous and it's beautiful and it gives light. Um, and and it, it, it's an incredible treasure. And I believe, you know, in our hearts that there's some dark areas that are covering up hidden treasure. That God wants to get in there and free you from and allow that to shine. Because the truth is, is that Christ came to be the light of men. And what he does is he transforms us and we are supposed to be light to those around us. Scripture talks about let our light shine. It's not you, it's Christ in you. That's the hope of glory that shines through you and to all those around. The message of Emmanuel, God amongst us, is personal. It's for you this Christmas. It should, it should go deep in our hearts. It should penetrate the dark areas. And it should bring forth goodness, love, and the light of God. We started this series, Heaven to Earth, with Isaiah 9, 6 through 7, where it talks about that God is the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, that his governance and its peace will never end. We are that to this world around us. We are that to our families, to our friends. It is Christ in us that is supposed to shine out of us. In John 8, 12, it says, Jesus spoke to them again. It says, I am the light of the world. Anyone who follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Is that light of life shining from your life? I'm encouraging you this week, let it shine. Give Jesus complete lordship of your life, complete ownership of every area. Wake up in the morning, ask him, what do you have for me? How can I let you shine out of my life? How do you want to use me to be a light to those around me? How do you want to use me to set me on a pedestal and let me shine? Because a light can be seen a long ways away if it's set up high. Allow God to go deep in you and to cause you to shine. The message translation, I love how it, how it sums up the verse 14 through 16 of this passage of 1 John. It says, you're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you 
on a light stand. Now that, that I've put you there on, on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Keep, o- keep open house. Be generous with your lives. Be open, opening up to others. You'll prompt people to open up with God. I love that. Be open with others. You'll prompt people to be open with God. This generous Father in heaven, open up him to those around us. This week, we last week we were at a wedding in Dallas, and we saw some old friends. They're a little older than us, um, a little further on in life than us, and they were they were sharing just their journey, and. Um, they did it in such an open, transparent, authentic way. It was incredible. They just shared their pain, their struggles, just like that. I mean, we haven't seen them. We weren't necessarily really close back then, but they were just so vulnerable and so open with what God had taught them, that they went through some tough times, but God taught them to trust in the midst of it, that he is their provider, that he, you know, is the one who steps in when we don't know why he won't take care of um, our child's sickness. Or we don't know why. He's the one who is there. He's the Prince of Peace. And that he is good no matter what. And they just shared this. And it went deep into my soul. And in that moment, I'm like, I just took, I, I reflected on this and just thought, that's what this is about. We have to let our light shine. We need to be vulnerable with those around us and talk about what Jesus has done in our hearts, how he has transformed us and how he is good in the bad times and the good times. And that we can trust him no matter what's going on. There's a lot of people around us you'll interact with this week that are going through stuff. And you have probably no idea. Some, some you do, some you might not. But if we will ask genuinely how they're doing, we will share a little bit of what Christ does in our life in an authentic way. You never know how God might just open their heart because you're letting your light shine. And, sh- and the light of Christ does what? It repels the darkness. It opens hearts. It changes lives. It transforms us. He gets us. He saves us. And he transforms us so that we can touch those around us. Amen? Amen. Would you stand? I want to end with this exhortation this week. And then we're going to sing a, end with a worship song. I want us to reflect every day. Take a few minutes. Reflect every day on what Jesus has done in your life. You know, this is the time where we should be taking stock. This is the time where we should be remembering this season is about Jesus. This season's about God coming amongst us. 
And what does he want to do? He came amongst us. Why? What does he want to do? He wants to know you. Spend some time getting to know him. Right? He wants to transform you. Allow him to peer into those areas of your life maybe that you're holding back. Open up. You might not even know they're there. Spend some time. Say, God, I don't even know what's in this place. (laughs) You know? God, you do. Have your way. Show, you know, get in there and have your way. I want to be more like you. Transform me. And then spend a little time asking God, what do you want to do through me this week? This is the time we celebrate Jesus coming to earth. People are open to the message of the gospel. There are many people you know who haven't been to church in a long time. Maybe they've experienced some troubled times or some difficult things and they've stepped away. There are some people you know who have never been to church. You're their church. You're Christ to them. Let's use this week to be a light to those around us and recognize that the small things you do can have huge impact on those around you. That a small light can can bring, can repel a lot of darkness and can open people's eyes to see how good Jesus is. The scriptures say that the goodness of God leads us to repentance. And I believe that with all my heart, that if we will exude the goodness of God, that people will respond to the message of the gospel.